1: Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia
0: This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data Data from your live streams. So, if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out Podmetrics.co. Once again, that is Podmetrics.co, and sign up for free. So, whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode one Welcome to On Deck with Stan C. On the show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. Before we get to this week's guest, I just want to take some time out to talk about how I'm really thankful that the podcast exists and that you guys keep coming back and listening to new episode after new episode. Or if you're a new listener and you find yourself backtracking through the catalog and you're going through the older episodes, I just want to say thank you because The podcast has really become my creative outlet over the last month. And that's a function of me not having been able to go on the air since February 5. Now, I'd be lying if I told you that this is the longest stretch that I haven't been on air in the last three or four years. But frankly, that's not the case because when ECQ was in full swing here in Metro Manila, I also wasn't on air from April to May 2020. I think even mid-March, we were off the air now. So right now, we're kind of going through the same um, phase, if you can call it that, over at Wave. And it's not really something I can control. So what I'm doing is I'm just channeling all my creative energies into this podcast and onto the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So again, I'm just really thankful that you're sticking with me through this ride, that Podcast Network Asia is still going at 110%, which really allows all of us podcasters to have this platform to keep doing what we do best. So for that, I just got to say, I am still thankful. Now, I'm also really thankful that I got to talk to the great Myrene Academia for this episode of On Deck. We know her best for being one of the most recognizable bassists here in the Philippines, from her work in Imago and Sandwich, to what she did in NU 107. She really has been an integral part of Philippine music history. And I'm really happy that I got to sit down and talk to her because I also was one of the kids that grew up watching her at variety shows and at these concerts and gigs. I remember when uh, Sandwich used to go to Savior School and perform at our variety show back in the mid-2000s. So I was one of the kids who would make up the mosh pit over there. And when I started getting into hosting... I actually got to interact with Imago, sort of, because they were one of the bands that I introduced at an event I hosted uh, some years ago. So it was nice to actually get to meet her one-on-one and get to talk shop, get to talk about the radio industry. Myrene has a lot of fun stories about being the music director of NU, about what her regular day was like, what work was like for her and how for her it really wasn't work. And she also has stories about being there on the day that NU closed its doors even though she was no longer working for NU at the time. All of those stories and more are on deck but before we get to my conversation with Mayrin Academia, I gotta let you know that you can actually be a registered voter in time for the 2022 elections and you can do that as early as this week you can start by going to the Comelec's online portal for voter registration. That's iRehistro. So go to iRehistro.comelec.gov.ph. It's the letter I. Then the word registro, Then add the domain.comelec.gov.ph. They'll have everything you need over there. Or if you want to check out another site that lists down all the documents you need to register, you can check out VotePilipinas.com. So again, voter registration continues to be open for those who are new registered voters or for those of you who moved to a different address or changed your name for whatever reason. The comelec is open from Monday to Thursday. Friday is Disinfection Day, but they're also open on Saturdays because they understand that we all have full-time jobs, pandemic notwithstanding. Another way that you can help out the country is to donate to our Filipino brothers and sisters in need. And Podcast Network Asia has been doing that through the hashtag Podcast United Initiative. This is a campaign for the communities affected by Typhoons Rolly, Quinta, and Ulysses, all the way back from last year. it it doesn't mean that uh, you know their situation has immediately gotten better. So if you can donate, however much you can, you can go to pymy.co/pna4typhoon. That's the letters pymy.co/slash the letters pna, the number four, and then the word typhoon. You can select how much you want to donate. Click buy it now and you can pay through your credit card or your debit card or using your Paymaya wallet. And this is available for both local and foreign transactions. So again, if you want to help out and be part of the hashtag podcast United initiative, please check out pymy.co slash PNA for Typhoon. And now it's time to get to our main event of the episode. My conversation with Myrene Academia is on deck. On to our guest for this week on deck I'm talking to the great Myrene Academia Because she's got a very interesting resume Having been the music director of NU107 And of course her rich background in Philippine music Um, Myrene, thank you for joining me on deck Oh, thanks so
1: much for having me I'm, I'm glad to be here
0: I'm really happy to be talking to you because, uh, as I was telling you right before we hit record, um, it, it's really interesting to me whenever I hear about a uh, female who was in management in radio, especially knowing what we know about the industry being very male-dominated. So uh, that's one of the things that uh, really hooked me, I guess, to, to, to your story. But before we get into that, how have you been uh, one year into this work-from-home new normal we found ourselves in?
1: Uh, uh. Coping. My my two ba- sandwich and Imago have been. Uh, we're lucky enough that you know the internet's around, so we can uh, one talk to each other often. Uh, two send each other material if we want to work on anything. And then there cha- there have been times that we've been go- able to go out to shoot for uh, online shows. And then Imago also has a a couple of new recordings which we did over. Uh, the end of last year, so I'm pretty blessed that way. But still, really looking forward to playing live again because that's what I miss. That's what I miss the most.
0: What's the biggest adjustment process for a musician, especially with uh, recording? I'm sure na ang daming safety protocol then when you have to step into the booth.
1: Yeah, um, test testing, and then and then after after that's a go well, that's that's about it. Siguro, just try to wear masks when you're not doing any. When you're just hanging out in the air, but but once the tests are done and everyone's negative, naman, so we just have we just have to trust that. And uh, we we finished recording in a day, so you try to get everything done because if you come back another day, you have to get some testing and stuff again. So that's a, that's that's about it.
0: Right, right. Um, I, I was reading uh, this profile that Bandwagon wrote about you a couple of years ago. And I yeah. learned that your radio origins, uh, tra- or your, your radio story rather, traces its origins to you being a newscaster. So how did that all come about? How did you get roped into being a newscaster on radio to begin with?
1: I'm like, I'm a radio baby. I discovered radio maybe in third grade. I was nine years old. Before that I, uh, music in the house would be from my parents' records and uh, TV, maybe Sesame Street and, and stuff like that. But I discovered AM radio and at that time, mga Andy Gibbion and uh, uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. That's that's the stuff. That, and I would listen to that. So, And then I would listen to local radio stations. I, I got into uh, LS back in the 80s and then shifted to RT and then got heavily into um, top 40 music. I'd stay home Sunday afternoons to listen to it at two o'clock, because that's when the, the new show would be on. And then, uh, and then later on, got, when I got into punk rock and new wave, there was WXB. So I, ha- I had that sort of pirate radio experience then with that. And then eventually I got to onto NU. Nah. The thing is, I don't like public speaking. Mm-hmm. Really back in college I was really uh still terrified, but I'm just older now, so must I don't give a. <laughs> so but I really just I, I kinda lose everything, uh, train of thought and, and stuff like that. So but one of the my uh college classmates, Silly uh Rossi, uh got got into NU. Although we were both listening to it already when we were still in UP at the College of Mass Communication, and he said Hey, Um, we need a newscaster. Maybe uh, you want to try out. And I thought, well, I guess if it's, you know, just so I can get over this fear of speaking in public, which it it isn't really if you're in a radio station because it's like you're in a booth and you're alone. Yeah. (laughs) I realized this later. When I was older, I was like, oh, that's so weird. You know, there's so many people listening to you, but you really don't see them. Right. Anyway, so I auditioned and then I got in... And there's a whole bunch of people that were, it was like a clubhouse. It was so much fun. And I I spent 13 years there. Um, Kathy, uh, my fellow newscaster, who was there ahead of me, really wanted to be a jock. We we started going full 24 hours over the weekends. We used to stop broadcasting at 12 midnight on Sundays, like everybody else, like a Mm -hmm. lot of other stations did. And then when Mike Pedera said, I think we should go just 24 hours all the way. So we need a couple of more jocks to put on the graveyard shift. So that's how we, me and Kathy started. We did uh, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, first on the weekends only. And then later on, we become uh, full-time DJs after when we, we shifted from uh, newscasting.
0: I, I want to backtrack a bit on the UP bit because I'm also from UP Mascom. So it's always interesting to me whenever I, I, I meet mga UP Mascom alumni in radio. Were you a Broadcom major? Broadcom, yes. Yes, I was a Broadcom major too So, yeah um, I, uh, it, Awesome it, It's really cool uh, Talking yeah. to fellow Broadcom majors, right? People immediately expect that ka, you already know how to speak In front of people Or in front of the mic And all that But for a lot of us We really have to uh, I, I guess Grow into our voices And um, yes. he- Hearing your take on it uh, How did you find your own voice As a newscaster? Or how did you try to Get over that fear?
1: Hated it, hated it, and uh, I was lucky as a newscaster. You get the writer your, your news down, so it helps that you're reading something. You're, it's not a, it's not an ad lib, or, or or freestyle. So you know that trained me for what went on ahead afterwards. Uh, that trained me with how to speak, how to use the mic, and I got. An, uh, <laughs> I also learned a lot about uh, uh, the news, which was helpful. So so I think it was a good training first to start as a newscaster because I really didn't want to speak. Um I'm such a big radio fan and I I've met eventually met uh like a lot of my my favorite DJs, you know, like uh, Artist, you know, Jerry, Jeremiah Jr., uh Claire, who I worked with at NU when she uh worked with us for a while. I, I met all of them. And you think I'd I'd pick up pick up something, right? But no, <laughs> I really didn't <laughs> want to do it. But I was there, and I really loved. It was the music, really. I wanted to play the music, so and uh, you. That's how I, I, and then and then eventually, um, I, re, I discovered that that the kids, the other uh, people who were there, I got uh, I got along with really well. So it was just like a big family, and uh, a clubhouse, really.
0: So you mentioned that from being a newscaster, your first shift was the grave graveyard shift. Was that uh, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. What was that experience like for you? Especially since um, you know um, the graveyard shift is where you can make your mistakes, pero there's also the reality na uh, this horas sa station, and then syempre, uh there are you know um, dangers to it with Manila being the way it is.
1: I remember the good stuff, lang now. I didn't drive back then. I would commute earlier, so I didn't have to be out on the road at a weird time. Mm-hmm. So, so I get there earlier. I'd, I, you know, I. I go uh, past the time at the mall until it closes, and then I go to the station, take a nap, and then I'm on a tube. And then at 6 a.m., you'd be going home, and everyone is going the other way. Right. I, that was, I remember that a lot, and I ate a lot. I had a lot of junk food on board. <laughs> and you can play, play everything very loud. And when I started uh, regular board work, the graveyard, uh, U2, the fl- U2. Uh, the Fly was the single, and then Nirvana was just coming out. It was a great time. Was, I had a, a whole lot of fun. I still. And I wasn't doing anything really. So, you know, the time was no problem for me.
0: Did you have a radio name or like a handle at the time?
1: Uh, no, this is
0: be. So, this was what? Uh, was it the early 90s cause you, or, or late 80s? Because you mentioned Nirvana was just coming out, Palang.
1: No, ano na They'd be in the they'd be major label by this time. This is why we got um, at any ways to cop, um, subscribe to hit discs. I yeah. don't know if you have that. The, so uh, yeah. so yeah. I'm familiar with it. Ma major, major labels. So we'd get the new stuff uh, for the week, and then it's like, wow, oh, Nirvana. You know, let's let's play this and stuff like that. So, that, but that was in early nineties, now. And then I had Not Radio as well.
0: Right, but this was during the time that um. More often than not, my radio names, parin yung mga DJs. So, uh... yeah, at
1: anyo, at anyo, hindi eh. Wait, see, by the time we got there, everyone was. Yeah, pretty much using all our. No, wait a minute. Ako lang ata yung ano. <laughs> Lee Ross. Lee was using his name. Roxy wasn't her real name. Yeah, but you had a choice. I didn't really. Because I really wasn't going to be. <laughs> That's how, like, ad hoc talaga yung ko sa radio sa, as being a DJ. So I wasn't really thinking about a, a screen a screen name. And we were, Mike, Pedro, we were all encouraged to be at ourselves okay. on the air as much as possible. So, so uh, walang, walang gimmick, walang stage name.
0: We're taking a break from my conversation with the great Marina Academia so I can tell you about one of the perks of being a listener of this podcast. And that is courtesy of our friends from Mr. Speedy. Did you know that just because you listen to this podcast, you can get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery? That's right, 50 pesos off, which is a huge discount considering, one, how much courier fees are locally, and two, how much we need them given that we're all working from home. So here's how you do it. Download the Mr. Speedy app off the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Huawei Mobile Gallery, or go to mrspeedy.ph and use my promo code MRSPEEDYSTAN, that's M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y-S-T-A-N, And you can get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery. This offer is available here in Metro Manila, Cebu, Davao, and other nearby provinces. So what are you waiting for? Get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery now by using my promo code, MrSpeedyStan. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Rika. Hi, this is JC. (laughs) So you like listening to podcasts. Try listening to ours. It's called The Halala Show. Yeah, we talk about X, Y, and Z. It's... Called Our Lives Yeah, also the trending topics, we talk about what's going on in the world And we'll read some of your fan mail if you send it to us Ooh, fan mail, I never thought that we would have fan mail Yeah But we're here with two Yes, <laughs> and
1: it's available wherever you listen to your podcast Wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts To any of your Podcast Network Asia shows as well So after listening to this one, why
0: don't you give us a try? Please, go listen to our show, okay? Slurp on Slurp <laughs> So mm-hmm. what type of personality did you exude then? Um, especially as a young DJ trying to figure everything out. Palang.
1: Consciously, I'm not sure. I just was really bent on... Con- that's why I can't, I really just like playing stuff. I just like playing the stuff. I just wanted to tell people about the stuff we were playing. And then we had a lot of events so that we could... At the end, we were like, you know, take care of the, the music and the scene or like... Hand in hand, there. That's why we had all these events with local bands because we wanted to take care of that um, of that scene, the culture itself. That's why we had we had the uh, events at um, at bars, at schools, at malls. We would get the local bands and that stuff that we were, especially the stuff that we only we were playing, and we put them on their lives so that all the and then the, ki- the kids would come out and see us as well. So everybody, would be all one one community that we wanted to take care of. So, as a, you know, back to your question, I didn't really... It was just here, the same thing, here, now. ko, yung point. I wasn't really thinking about myself most of the time.
0: Were you already playing uh, professionally back then, like when you started in radio?
1: No, no. I, did, I had a college band with friends, and then... Um, when I was at NU and then I started hanging out with si, si Diego and then Toti came along with his show, um, Groove Nation Sessions. And then so we started, you know, a band and we had the Agamulak experience. And then after that, Diego and Mike uh, met Raymond and Raymond uh, Newmark and we all got together for sandwich. So that's how it started basically. But that's later, after ninety seven, ninety eight 98, na yon,
0: so when you started uh, being part of Sandwich and you'd be at these gigs at these events, would people recognize you as the same Myrene from NU?
1: NU wasn't like a big market. If you niche uh, talaga kami, so so I wouldn't say I was like a, people would just recognize me off the bat as a DJ. But at our events, obviously, yeah, they would.
0: So I, I have this image of NU, as having this big cult following. Um, especially since when I really started um paying attention to radio as an industry, I think that was towards the latter years now of NU. So in my mind, it's always like parang you know, that that cult following that was never really replicated anywhere else. So to me, uh my image was like it had a very dedicated um audience talaga and then latch on to the personalities and to the station. So at what point did you feel like, oh, um, i'm I'm being recognized not by by the fan base or like um they, they they see me as one of their own did that moment ever happen for you
1: no not really i never thought about it that way I, and when you say that the uh, the fan base is, it's the it was the music really not it wasn't like the djs or it was the music and the and the band siguro like uh uh later part uh, and mga uh earlier part of be the heads and uh razorback uh the cynthia alexander and then later we'd have uh uh queso and and slap Shock and um and then after that I don't know, urban dub and sugar free Sinebe, and then later I'd, i wouldn't be there anymore so um i think you concentrate around the uh, music really instead of the personalities on the station that we really want to Concentrate on that. Make it a community, talaga. You have to build that, eh. and because and because we were the only ones playing it, I think that's why they were loyal, also.
0: Right. Um. I was about to say. Now you have a very unique background, being someone who was really into radio. And was in the industry and someone who was also really into music and being a uh, professional musician. So um, would you say that it was easier for you to be where you were at NU because you were already part of um, the music community as opposed to someone, a broadcaster, first inclination and not really a professional musician?
1: Yeah, no, but I was, I was, on, I was a, a broadcaster first, I think, before I was a musician more 98 na talaga yung, ano eh, yung professional band ko eh. 98 99 when sandwich had a, started really gigging more regularly uh aga was just like for fun talaga. and yeah it made it wasn't work it was i that's what the difference with NU, I think with, for me because it was i really wanted to play the music most of the time that's all that's why i became a music director as well because i was just so into it really I was such a... I'm a big music fan. Until now, if I can wa- go out and watch... I miss watching bands and, and, and traveling to see um, foreign acts also. So, yeah, it was easy. It wasn't it, it was a job at all. You gotta love it.
0: <laughs> How did you end up being music director from uh, starting off as a newscaster and then working the graveyard shift and then uh, getting that responsibility? Okay,
1: after graveyard shift, we... I got an afternoon slot already. The station manager was Ron, and then my job wasn't really a managerial thing. It's more content. If you think, I mean, if I if I look, if I have to describe it to you in terms now, I was in charge of the content, and not the not the day-to-day procedures in the office. And then because we uh we have we have clocks and rotations, the jobs weren't. You know, you're not allowed to play <laughs> just anything. Because my playlist. Right. So I was in charge of that also.
0: So, um, reading through the bandwagon feature, uh, one of the anecdotes that really caught my interest as well was when you talked about building your own network um, of people who would bring you these CDs. Because, uh, you know, back in the day, the bandi Pasha Spotify or like SoundCloud, now here, check out this link or check out this zip file or whatever. So, what was it like at the time to build that network where people would uh, literally be your couriers? For new music, it's pretty
1: exciting. Pretty exciting. I'm grateful we were blessed, and it's like things just fall into place here. Eh? Um, when I when before Not Radio, when I was starting out, I tried to get a bunch of CDs. This is how I met Diego, and of course, uh, the postal system being the way it was back then, it never got it. Mm-hmm. Never got the whole set, and those were from like sub pop at that time. And then, uh, so a couple of people were going to the city, Janet, uh, when in, uh, our newscasters at the time, and then Stephen Lou of uh, Loud House. You might remember him from, um, what's his band? Sabadonites, Rizal Underground. Yeah. So he, 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 had a whole, he came back uh, with a whole bunch of stuff as well. And so I would borrow from, from them. And then Diego came along and volunteered and, and then became part of the crew as well. And uh, one of my my high school friends, who I'm still friends with until now, started working with a re- record label. So she had uh, there's a whole record labels have these libraries that sometimes they don't even come out here, but it, the 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 music exists over there. Yeah. So I would just read their their stuff and and look for little promos that they didn't wanna really promote because it was too. Uh, niche or not, you know the market wasn't big enough, so I take those and, and play it on and you and stuff like that. So it was fun, and then uh, eventually, some like some kids from Bacolod would start sending me cassettes of their demos. It was a, it was a really great time, and uh, I'm thankful for all of that. It's everything like parang fell into place talaga. People will come out if you they see they see that um, you're interested in the same stuff that they are. It, you know, that happens. It happens. I think.
0: You mentioned buying these CDs or buying these cassettes from uh, from abroad, did you have to spend for them with your own money, or was there a budget from the station for uh, that sort of thing?: No,
1: because no, that, this is for the not radio stuff, right? this mm-hmm. is for my show yeah. for the station stuff, oh we had the hit discs anyway, and then we had uh, contacts from the record labels. right so yeah, yeah that, that was taken care of. but for the stuff since I, it was my show, and I like the music anyway, I would be you know I would just buy that for myself.
0: So, talaga for the love of and because you really love the music anyway, parang no big deal.
1: Yeah. Oh, also before I forget, I like to think back when I was like mga sixteen or sixteen in college, the stuff like um, The Cure and mga The Smiths, you couldn't find that on the radio either. And I didn't have older cousins who would like uh, introduce that stuff to me. So I was thankful for XB. WXB, this uh pirate station back in the late 80s. At, uh, yeah, I think so. late 80s, college. Na they, they started playing the new wave stuff. Otherwise, I would never have heard of that. So I thought, you know, that's why I did not radio also. Because nobody was really playing, playing like Pavement or Bikini Kill or Sonic Youth on commercial radio. So somebody, has, somebody might like it. And here's a chance for them to listen to it without having to look for it or having to go into the States by buy the, the, the music.
0: For our listeners who aren't as familiar with the concept of not radio as a show, uh, what was uh, what was it all about?
1: Uh, stuff that wasn't on commercial radio, basically. Um, which at that time, because it depends, right? If At that time, you couldn't hear like... Uh, you know, uh, American College Rock is a lot of the stuff that we played. A lot of uh, underground, uh, punk rock and, and grunge. Because it wasn't played regularly elsewhere and wala was outlet. I, that's where I put it. I asked Chris, the station manager at the time, Hey Chris, can I have an hour to play? There was also stuff on the hit this that we wouldn't be able to put on the air, right? So, hey, this is good, like Alice in Chains or something like that. And I like, can I get a, an hour a once a week to <laughs> play the stuff that we, we can't play anyway? And it's like, sure, yeah, take Saturday night at 9 o'clock. Which is, by the way, not prime time on radio because everybody's out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a dead time. So she gave me Saturday night, 9 o'clock. So that's how it started.
0: What would you look for? Uh, because, I mean, when you talk about in category na songs that didn't get commercial airtime, that's still a pretty big net. So yeah, I know. So have to sh- narrow sh- it down
1: rock you sa know, I wouldn't be playing. I, 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 have no idea of uh, expertise in jazz or world music. So rock parin siya. Uh, Middle underground, kasama na punk rock, mga grunge nga, which was new at the time, and stuff. I was also also reading a lot of magazines like AP and and Spin and Rolling Stone. So you'd see the stuff there that may hype naman eh. Also it's just that you you wouldn't, wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be able to find it. It's a little hard. Oh, and um, one of our former jocks ended up being a flight attendant. So once a month, I'd ask him to buy a CMJ, which is called the College Music Journal. It's a magazine in the States with a free CD. So right. there's more material there. So it's like, it's, it's cool. It's fun. It's <laughs> a $10 investment.
0: Right, that paid off yeah. the fun because it uh, enriched your rotation more for for not Exactly.
1: Radio. It was great. It was it was, you know, there's so much music and so much fun. Yeah.
0: Um in terms of uh what your days were like when uh you were putting together all this content, can you describe it for a listener who doesn't really know uh how radio DJs lives are like?
1: Okay, so for the for the for the uh the Daily stuff on any, the regular stuff. The one that's on twenty four seven. Um we would I think the new music Friday Friday is when we would uh debut three new songs. New music naman is like just three for a week. So we choose three. Uh halimbawa for uh the some material will come in for Monday to Thursday. I'll be just listening to new stuff. I just uh Put on a CD and put on the new uh, the demos, the, the promos from the record companies. I just I just listen to that while I'm sitting in my de- at my desk. So that's not work for me. See, so I like look. I like listening to new things. So that's I you uh, name habit ko. And then if I think na oh the kids will like this or the category categories akong I think the kids will like the kids will like this. The, or the kids should listen to this, because it might not be so okay. uh, commercial, but I think it would add to. I would wish that it would bring something to the rotation, to to the sound of the of the of NU, and maybe to the experience of the kids. So, dalawa lang yun, and that's basically it. So by the by Friday, I have to have the three new songs, and then I make the by I have to before the weekend came along, I'd have to print out the whole set uh, playlist for the. Monday to Thursday, ah, maybe Saturday, Thursday, or maybe Monday, Thursday for the next week. And that's basically right. it for my show. It's like, I don't know. It's like when you're online and you're just doing that, it's like, that's how I, it's part of your day. And then you're listening to stuff and then you're, Oh, I got to play that. Or, Oh, I wonder how I can get this. Um, or you're reading some, uh, articles and you're like, Oh, uh, we'll something new out. I wonder how I can get that. So it's basically just planning and, and listening to stuff. But it's, because it's music to me it wasn't work. It was just I'm doing it all the time.
0: So it's kinda of like how um, anybody can just make their Spotify playlist, for example. Like two hours worth of whatever category they want. Exactly. That was what is is that something you'd equate it to?
1: Yes. Yes, yes. Like um uh, so, like for uh not radio really would be like maybe twelve to fourteen songs, yeah. So Right, yeah. Yeah. So if I have a lot of new music for the week, I just go uh, with that, i choose choose uh, 12 songs, maybe a, a couple, a few, a few older ones just to uh, make it varied a bit. If, if um, there's I look i look for a guest and we have a, a special called 12 songs or 13 songs or 12 songs. I forgot that. And we'd get like a musician or uh, mostly musicians actually to come in and play. Hey, if you were a uh, host of that radio, what which 12 songs would you want the kids to hear? Is that, right. uh, that's the thing or sometimes we'd go oh why don't we just play covers for this uh, for this uh, for this episode so but that would be more like the not real bands maybe the Lemonheads doing this or uh, you know Nevada playing that so we'd have things so I would see right away naman, eh, what sort of what material I had for the week that I could use for Saturday so yeah that's what I would be doing.
0: <laughs> I noticed that you often refer to the NU listeners as the kids. I I, I guess parang very quirky lang to me na, na you kept referring to them as the kids because to me the NU listeners were a bit older. I guess especially now now you know it's been some time since NU went off the air, right? So like the kids have definitely uh, grown up as well. Yeah, they were
1: kids. They were kids to me. They were all younger than I was. They were all you know you see that whole dust cloud at a gig. Those are kids. <laughs> The, in the front, you know, making all that rockers, at the rock awards, uh, at the uh, at the mall, at the at schools where we do. Yeah, they're mostly kids, and in younger at heart, seguro. Pag right. yung mga bands and stuff, but a lot of them, yeah, they would be really young. In fact, if somebody would come up to me right now, like, oh, they, you're the you, you know you you were on board whenever I'd be on the way home from school when I was in high school. So yeah, they're kids.
0: Okay, now that, now that makes sense Now that you put it that way Thanks <laughs> We're taking a break from my conversation With the great Marina Academia so I can tell you about one of the perks Of being a listener of this podcast And that is courtesy of our friends from Mr. Speedy Did you know that just because you listen to this podcast You can get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery? That's right 50 pesos off, which is a huge discount considering, one, how much courier fees are locally, and two, how much we need them given that we're all working from home. So here's how you do it. Download the Mr. Speedy app off the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Huawei Mobile Gallery, or go to mrspeedy.ph and use my promo code MRSPEEDYSTAN. That's M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y-S-T-A-N and you can get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery. This offer is available here in Metro Manila, Cebu, Davao, and other nearby provinces. So what are you waiting for? Get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery now by using my promo code, MrSpeedyStan. And now, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Okay, hold on. Before we head over to the rest of the episode, I'm sure you're probably wondering how I'm able to collab with brands here on deck. Well, it's really simple. I use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co, that's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot C-O, and use my referral code on deck. That's one word, all caps, O-N-D-E-C-K. And hey, it's a great way to help support the show as well. And if you're an advertiser and you want to collab with me here on deck, then I'm not going to stop you. In fact, you can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. That's Podmetrics for you, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. I'm I'm curious about uh you know being the music director and also siempre being a uh, being a musician. So like, did you feel like you had to also siempre include your own songs or include the songs of your friends? Like, how did no. you strike that balance?
1: I did. I was actually to play my stuff.
0: Uh-huh. I would
1: if I, if I if I sandwich came along on the playlist, I would more often than not skip it.
0: Really? Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you didn't have to play it. I mean, but you were the director, right? So you could put it in the rotation for like the other um, shifts during the day.
1: A rotation was random because we had a software. Okay. I put I put the songs in a category and then... You know how clocks work, right? Yes, yes. So so we'd have a clock and then you'd set the clock and then for category, it would rotate it itself. Para it mm-hmm. talagang wala a talagang at saka, Super random. Oh, not random, but you know, it will perform according to the parameters you set. Like uh-huh. the new music would come out twice or depending on prime time or midday or graveyard, diba. So, hey, kungan in yung heavy rotation. Pag, pag maydadi for a concert, you'd have to bring back their songs and put it sporadically in the day. Like if uh, Rage Against the Machine came by, oh, you know, kung ng Luman stuff nila and put it back in. Stuff like that. So, no, I, I, I let that I, on. I didn't want to be accused of like favoritism or using <laughs> NU. People would say that, and I don't blame them. Like you, you can't think it, but I really, honestly, didn't. Uh, didn't want to be accused of using the station to promote my band.
0: Right. I guess I'm they curious lang din ako because I can imagine that if, you know, um, I'm sure the other musicians from different bands would also be your friends. And they'd be like, oh, hey, uh, may bago kaming EP or may bago kaming single that we push. So, you know, they would uh, try to grease the wheels, so to speak.
1: <laughs> Thankfully, wala didn't uh, grease ng wheels dun siya NU. They, obviously, they they had to give it, obviously. Right, um, right. And then, it's either to me or the station manager. Pa rin eh. So... May, may naman na encounter <laughs> in my in my thirteen years on radio so far okay naman. Wala naman, wala naman. I didn't have uh trouble with uh friends now bands
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's great to hear. Yeah. Um, I I want to pivot to uh one of the things I also mentioned before we hit record, which is you know, uh, radio as an industry it's um still very male dominated. You know you, you were a music director at a, at a different time. So uh, did that ever cross your mind? that you know it's a male dominated industry, and you're a female with um with that position.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think I was blessed. I'm thankful. I'm I'm lucky. Um, I got to and you was at the onset. Had uh, women on board, not just for newscasting. So may DJs na sila na women. They weren't because it was a it was young. I think it was a young station and the mark was young. So they didn't want. Uh, they also wanted to position themselves differently from more mainstream uh, radio. Para may iba. Wala correct na formate. Eh. It's just how you present yourself and make it whole. Eh. So I think that that's one of the reasons also. So. I got to work. I, uh, Jet Crane was there. Uh, uh, Claire, who eventually came from RT, and KS, I started working with a lot of my um, favorite uh, radio people were ladies. Pero sina like from RJ, but a lot of them mostly were um, newscasters first, and then maybe later had shows or. But there were few That's true. So I was lucky. I was lucky at NU. They were. Op- they were. It wasn't really a discussion about it it's more what you can do instead of your gender i think so i was lucky and i i, I and i knew it i appreciated it
0: um i, I want to ask about the nu awards uh because um that that also had a following on its own like that was a brand on its own aside from nu so they have any uh, memorable or really weird stories from these award shows
1: Earlier, early on, before the Rock Awards, uh, we started getting into events. Uh, our ad prom ladies—they're also girls—all of them. See, Celine and Marceline, and uh, later Katrina Toason—all had great ideas and wanted to be—I don't know what you call it—out it, outside, talaga, real events uh, on the on the on the floor. Oh, you yeah. know, with your listeners and the and the bands there. That's what they wanted, so that's what we started doing. And it came to a head when they said oh we should have an award show and I'm like you yuck, no <laughs> Why? Why would we want to pit you know our, our artists against each other but but I you know I shifted now on my I sh- shift my na mentality into an appreciation of the year it's like a celebration lang of the year that was so so we set those parameters and then uh we got a, a great we found a great uh production uh crew of live shows in sina- Kokoi and and his crew. He's not around anymore, sadly. Pero the first Rock Awards, palang they knew what they knew how to present. and They knew what we wanted. It didn't come out of some uh, any other award. We <laughs> we wanted it to be fast, and then we wanted it to be fun. And of course, a lot of the bands were there, so that was that was cool. Eventually, but it was like hell. What's that? Three months. Parang gumagawa ng thesis for three months. Grab it, grab it, and the minute it ends, you're all like, "Oh my god, this is so much fun! Let's do it again next year." And you're like, "The next year, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe we're doing this again." <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> better the the sense of accomplishment and satisfaction you get after each one is it's be- beautiful, talaga. So yeah, and and then with the staff, it's like going through. <laughs>
0: when did you know that the Rock Awards were a thing? Na, na tipong, oh, um, we've actually struck gold with something here.
1: We just got bigger and bigger every year. We needed uh, a bigger place next year and then a bigger place next year. So, siguro yon, by the time na ano, yung, are, are we going to charge tickets or is it going to be free? Um, I don't think we can afford na ganyang kadame because it's going to be. That's sort of discussion, siguro. Siguro, the, the number of. How big the the staging is going to be? That's how big it got. But we never really thought na oh, we struck gold. But the thing is, we started it, so we gotta do it every year. That's the only thing that
0: consistency na lang.
1: Oh, so epara eh, naman may awards kasi, tiba and then next year na after two years hola na parang halo.
0: <laughs> right. At what point did you realize that um, it was time to move on from radio? Because you said that uh, 13 years, um, that was what you spent with NU. So um, when did you come to the decision that uh, uh, it was time to do something different?
1: I had my daughter. And by the time she was two or three years old, I just really wanted to spend more time with her. That's the main reason why I quit. I just wanted to spend more time with my, my kid. And then... Thankfully, after that, uh, sandwich also started picking up and started getting more shows. So that's uh, what I ended up doing. And then shortly after, then, um, Sinazak asked me to join Imago. So I had enough time for everything that way. I had more. I didn't have the daily hours to spend at the station anymore.
0: It sounds like everything just uh, fell into place, and I I like how you know I I like how it uh, turned out. I, re- I think I might
1: be good mind with my instincts and that's what I mostly follow. Literally, I'm not a big planner. So, I'll, I'll try to figure out what feels right and that's what I did.
0: Um, For a lot of the listeners of radio, a lot of them um, don't immediately realize that we take on these other jobs aside from being in a radio station. Because But there's so many hours in a day, but there are uh, there aren't so many pesos to go around for uh, the people behind the mic, so I'm curious. Did you have to take on other gigs or other jobs while you were working uh, with with Nu?
1: And I was doing voiceovers for commercials as well. So that's that's a that's a pretty swell gig because you're yeah. you're there for a couple of hours and it's uh, <laughs> and you're <laughs> talking on the mic, right? They're telling you what to do.
0: So Marine's sure. holding her thumbs up because you know, uh, this is an audio podcast. But she's like, yeah, uh, um, uh, sorry, thumbs
1: <laughs> <laughs> up. Yeah, it, it's a swell a, gig. Singing gig is a swell gig. It's really it's cool. <laughs> so th- you know that 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 that's extra money, Naren. Because yeah, you're right. Being on the radio, one isn't really you know you you're you're it's not going to support you all the way.
0: Right. That's one thing that I keep hammering home uh, In the intros and extras Now, guys, we don't make a lot of money from radio alone like, We Ooh. have to do other shit
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah A lot of contention, guys Because of that eh. So you, you're always trying to get extra jobs And then uh, we try to give um, The staff as much ex- Extra um, Talent fees uh, as possible Like all our events we try. To, obviously, you have to get sponsors for it Because we don't want to shell out uh, Money to stage the whole thing and that's how the station earns as well. So if you're going to write for scripts for the event or host it, you know, that's a, that's extra tra- talent fees. So stuff like that, that's in in station. But outside, people are also doing other, other things.
0: Uh, do you ever miss it? Do you ever miss uh, the feeling of um, being behind the booth or being in your uh, office, at your desk, listening to all this new stuff?
1: What I missed at... Were the first 10 years that I wasn't on there it was more the, the people, the, the kid, the guys that I was with, yeah, sina Francis, sina Jerry Driss, sina uh, Roxy, and Claire, and Ron, and, and Joyce, and, and the stuff, the staff that uh, did the rock awards. That's, that's what I miss mostly because the bands, I would see them all the time because I was playing anyway. <laughs> so, right. mostly I miss that. Well, nowadays, when I think about it, I might, you know consider a job if somebody offered
0: it i wouldn't mind i i listened to your interview with dave grohl from 1996 what was it like getting to interview dave grohl at uh, probably um the, the peak of his fame um you know during that time then nakata and he was here but in person what was that experience like
1: he uh we went in there and he just started talking to us right away we just started jamming and I'm just there trying to keep my sanity, one. Trying to not sound stupid or star <laughs> <That's> that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get, maintain my composure, talaga. It was, that was so much fun.
0: How do you keep it together knowing you're talking to one of the biggest rock stars on the planet?
1: Try to do your job, I guess. Try to think of the next question. Try to keep the conversation going. Try to be curious. Try, think of where you want to take it. Think, think of all the things you want to ask him, really. So, para ma-focus lang yung ano mo, yung energy mo, and you don't fly off, go everywhere, you know, drooling or whatever. <laughs> right. Just,
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah, just try to be curious. Try to, well, what else do I want to know about this guy while he's in front of me?
0: I wanted to ask, uh, where were you on the day that NU closed its doors and that it broadcast for the last time?
1: I went. I went there. I went there. To to the station. And I was outside with everybody. I went inside for a bit to say, to say goodbye and to thank everyone. But I was there. I was outside. I remember that day.
0: Can you take us through that? Um, can you paint a picture of uh, what you remember from that day?
1: Oddly enough, I remember coming from the bookstore because I just bought a, a new William Gibson book. a bagong labas at that time. Because I wrote it down there. And, and I went there and I saw I saw people I hadn't seen in a bit. What year was that? Do you remember? I don't know. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Afternoon. I just we were all just standing outside the booth on the on the sidewalk. The sidewalk outside is big but we uh it's in the corner of the building. Eh? And yes. and their steps. We were just there. I, I got to see I got to see Sina Francis and Sina Kathy and a lot of the people I work with, also the newer jocks, shampre. So it was bittersweet. I grew up there. I, I started working when I was maybe 20 or 21, I left, I had a, after 30 years, I had a child and uh, I was working in a band already. So I really grew up there as such, as I would like to apologize right now for being the biggest brat, maybe at the station (laughs) at some point. So yeah, it was was pretty, it was bittersweet talaga. I'm glad I wasn't working there anymore. It would have been more painful
0: talaga. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I, I can imagine um, I, I was asking uh, Francis the same question when I had him on and then funnily enough when I interviewed him, it, it was the week of the 10th anniversary of NU saying goodbye and he didn't know so I knew heading in because I, I did a bit of research before talking to him and then he did and then I asked him, why, why don't you keep track and he said that nah, he just doesn't you like keeping to. track of these things
1: no, okay. I don't think any of us do. It's not like a death anniversary of a, of a relative or a friend because you can go visit the grave for that day, right? <laughs> you know, No, I don't really want to remember us uh, so much. I'm glad we were all there and that we got um, like Sina Tom, who aren't, people who weren't in the country anymore, we got them on the air, but then we got them either live through the phone or recording. Because that was a real, I'd like to think that NU was a real soundtrack to a lot of lives growing up at the time. So 90s and 2000s.
0: As we uh, wind down here, I want to ask about your biggest takeaway from your radio career. Like, What is that uh, uh, most important takeaway that you um, came away with?
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the music is really important to me, I think. My, my love for it and my interest for it has taken me so many places and it's just a great big blessing.
0: As a self-confessed radio baby and then someone who actually got behind the booth, behind the mic and all of that, do you ever find yourself <laughs> driving, for example, and listening to the radio and you think Nah, oh, uh, radio is how I remember it to be or it doesn't sound like uh, what I want radio to be or what I remember radio being like? Do you ever have those moments?
1: No, um, no, not like not in a general sense like that. Nah, oh, all radio is not the same way it yeah. used to be. No, I'm not like that. But, <laughs> pero you know, I'm like, oh, that's that's a good segue. Or, I when you when the DJ is good, you don't you don't notice it. I mean, you don't notice. It's when they do something kind of iffy. That's really, right. Ah, hindi yata Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. So it's ano lang little details and then it depends on the on the what I'm who or what I'm listening to or I, I know din naman pag hindi par sa kan yung format eh so I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay, stick around pero I can back when I was uh back when we would do like morning shows you'd be there you'd be done by like seven a.m. so I take a FX back home from uh ABS or or GMA and they would be listening to uh what they call Massa stations Yeah It's right? yeah. not an insult And there would be Really great DJs In the morning na Who'd really Get in there Make you laugh Say something smart And it's So really per format You can appreciate There's You can know naman na Right away Who the good ones are And what the ones That are just like yapping there That <laughs> wala no Content na, Or sinasabi. So it's not, just the, it's not just The music that Separates And you know Makes a station good eh?
0: Totally fair way of putting it. Um, I, I guess I just wanted to ask, because like I'm still in the in the industry, so parang I wanted to know, na you know, for for someone who's uh, no longer active in radio, like do you ever have those um, those moments? And I guess that's a, a fair uh, portrait to paint about that. Yeah, perspective. I like,
1: I like, I like listening to. I still like listening to the radio, especially when I'm driving as well, because I don't I don't have a radio in the house for some reason. Who now. does?
0: I, I admittedly, but these days, not a lot of people have radios at home.
1: We should get. We should uh, remedy that, de right? <laughs> let, let me look for a boombox. Lazada or something. <laughs> anyway, but you know, I like driving out with a radio station because sometimes I like. Uh, I don't wanna have to figure out what I wanna listen to. I wanna be at uh, one surprised or I wanna listen to something new. So I let somebody else do the choosing for me, and that's part. Radio is like that. So I wanna see what they're doing right now. I still, I'm still interested in listening.
0: All right, before I let you go, uh, how can our listeners get in touch with you and check out what you're up to? Check out the events that Imago and Sandwich are being a part of.
1: Personally, I have an Instagram and a Twitter account that they can look for. It's Mappins That's my that's my nickname. M A P I N S.
0: So it's at Mappins on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, do you have any um, upcoming shows that um, our listeners might want to check out?
1: This one, long. Right now, no, nah, not, no.
0: <laughs> uh, Myrene, I gotta say thank you for again taking the time out to just uh, talk shop with me. And I-, I learned a lot because, admittedly, I wasn't one of those who really grew up on NU. So it's nice hearing all these stories from someone who's actually there. And as a radio well, fan, that's a great gift, you know. So thank you for that.
1: Thanks, 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 too, for your interest and for. For asking me all those questions and, for, you know, making me remember all those days. It's, it's, uh, it's great. And being able to talk to someone who's still on the radio, it's great. Because you, know, you understand what I'm saying a lot uh, most of the time. So, that's so very interesting. And I'd like to thank you for having me.
0: Thanks again to the great Mayrin Academia for joining me for this episode of On Deck. Now, I got to thank you as well for staying with me and being part of this journey as I keep telling the real stories behind the real people behind the mic through two seasons, man. I've recorded 30 episodes and I've put them out. And it's nice to see that the passion project that I started way back when we were still in the thick of ECQ has taken on a bit of a life of its own. So I just got to say thank you again to every listener who loves radio so much that you want to keep learning about these people, unmasking them, so to speak. And, you know, as uh, I told Myrene right before we hit recording, there are people who still love radio in 2021. So thank you for being part of this mission, I guess, that I've started to, you know, keep telling people that radio is not a dying industry, is not a dead industry, it's never going to die. And it's because of people like you and me that love radio so fucking much. All right, time for some quick plugs. Let's start off with another way you can help support the podcast, and that is through your online shopping on Shopee. Before you click checkout, please click this link. It's my affiliate link for Shopee, tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash O-N-D-E-C-K-X-S-H-O-P-E-E. It'll take you straight to the app or to the website, where you can check out and every item that gets delivered to you means that I get a small commission to help keep the lights on and so we can keep bringing these podcasts to life and tell the world that Philippine radio is far from dead. Another podcast that I do here on Podcast Network Asia is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. It's the one I've been doing since 2014. And you can catch me there alongside my co-hosts Romaran and Chino Liao and for this week on the podcast, we talked to B. Boreas, one of the actors behind Anguling El Bimbo, who's also a huge wrestling fan. He talks about his WrestleMania 30 experience when he went to New Orleans to catch it live. And so much more. Like Ro and I came out of that recording feeling like we legitimately made a new friend. So go check out that podcast. Or if you want to catch the weekly live streams we do on Kumu, you can check it out as well. Thursdays, 7 p.m. at Wrestling Wrestling Pod on Kumu. And everything we release on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast can be found on Spotify and all your other favorite podcast platforms. One last plug before I get out of here. If you want to send out a personalized shout-out to somebody you love who for some reason wants to hear from a current radio DJ, book me. Book me, please. You can hit me up at shoutout.com. That's S H A W T. OUT.com, where you can book me for a personalized shout out, or you can buy it through Lazada. Just search for S H A W T O U T or shout out, and then add my name, and I'll appear. So, yes, technically, you can book your boy through Lazada. So, once again, that's shoutout.com, S H A W T O U T.com. Huge, huge thanks to Babyface producer Nikai Lucanias and the rest of the Podcast Network Asia team for everything that they do and for allowing us to have this platform to keep doing what we do best and that is bringing quality podcasts and in my case, telling the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. Episode number 30 or episode 7 of season 2 of On Deck is officially in the books and I gotta thank you for your support. For listening to the podcast, for subscribing, clicking download, sharing, leaving a five-star rating, and letting people know that On Deck exists. So, just to end this properly, let me reintroduce myself. My name is Dan C. Thank you very much, and I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone, or anything.
1: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.